This podcast is a production of Phoenix Media. Explore more episodes of this show and other great shows on the Phoenix Media Podcast Network by visiting phoenixmedia.us. The views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners. Thank you for tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. I'm your host, Christian Phoenix. Now, growing up as a comic book fan of the 80s and 90s, I've always been fascinated with how storytellers translated these iconic heroes from the page to film, television, and radio. Long before we got the big-budget CGI epics we enjoy today, children gathered around their radios to hear their favorite do-gooders come to life with little more than their imaginations and these broadcasts from a time long forgotten. I invite you to gather around your radio for this presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. As you remember, a brilliant half-mad Nazi scientist named Der Teufel injected a solution of highly radioactive kryptonite into the veins of a young German, thus making him an atomic monster able to destroy anything in his path. Appearing as an ordinary young man named Henry Miller, the Atom Man secured a position as a reporter on the Metropolis Daily Planet with orders to find and destroy Superman. As we continue now, in a shabby basement room of a Metropolis tenement, Henry Miller is telling Teufel of an important discovery he made at the Daily Planet that evening. Disguised in a black wig and drooping mustache, his skin dyed olive, the Teufel's frog-like eyes blaze behind thick-lensed spectacles as he interrupts angrily. What? You say Superman appeared at the Daily Planet this evening? Yes, I was going through Miss Lane's desk as you told me to, trying to find some clue as to how the paper contacted Superman. And suddenly he was there. And you let him get away? I had to, Teufel, you see. What do you mean you had to? Did you not have your metal gloves and the throat converter with you? Yes, but... but... nothing. You had only to slip them on, touch the switch on the converter, and such atomic power would have poured from your fingers that Superman would have fallen helpless at your feet. Fool, blockhead. Conquering Superman means everything to us, everything. Once he becomes our slave, the rest of the world will fall into our laps like ripe plums. I know, but I had to let him get away tonight. Just as I was about to put on my gloves and converter, young Olsen and Miss Lane came in. You should have destroyed them, too. I didn't dare to. You told me to act with the utmost secrecy until Superman was in our hands. I said, if it was possible, can you not think at all for yourself? Now Superman has escaped you. Who knows when and where he will return? I know how to make him return. <laughs> if I hear you correctly, did you say you know how to find Superman? I do. How? Tell me. Stop grinning like a fool and talk. I can reach him through Clark Kent. Clark Kent? The Daily Planet report. Yes. Kent is the planet's contact with Superman. I found that out tonight. He is. How do you know? Superman came to the planet to see Kent. He told Olsen and Miss Lane that he did. And he admitted that he and Kent were working on something together. So, that is very interesting. So, Clark Kent is the Daily Planet's contact with Superman. I can believe that. Kent is very clever. Well, perhaps you did not fail completely after all. Of course I didn't. All we have to do is grab Kent, take him somewhere, and make him understand that his life depends on his bringing Superman to us. Ha! 
and have every policeman in Metropolis searching for us? Nine. That is the way for men without brains, for stupid gangsters. What? Silence. What? Now listen to me. This is what you will do. Beginning tomorrow, when you report to the Daily Planet, you will cultivate Kent. Cultivate him? Yeah. Make him your friend. Flatter him, but not too obviously. Then, once he has become your friend, it should not be too difficult to have him arrange a meeting with Superman. Or we can invent some story of a great trouble in which you are involved and from which only Superman can save you. <laughs> you see? <laughs> yes, and it ought to work. Yeah. And with the power I have given you, we shall rule the world together. Uh, go now, it is late. Go home and sleep, and in the morning you will begin with Kent. All right, Teufel, I... Wait, I just remembered something. Yeah? This evening at the Daily Planet, when I was leaving, I passed close to Superman. I noticed that he turned pale and his eyes seemed to glaze. Oh, yeah? Yes, and <laughs> when I got to the door of the city room, I looked back. He collapsed into a chair and Miss Lane and young Olsen were asking him if he was sick. He was affected by the kryptonite in your blood. If it had been in its original form, he would have lost consciousness. Yes, I know, but tell me, are you sure that nobody else is affected by it? Of course I am. Did I not walk with it? On contact, a large piece of it will burn the skin, but until its atomic energy is released, it is harmless to everyone except Superman. Then why was Clark Kent affected by it? What is this? Kent was affected? Yes, this afternoon in Miss Lane's office. Kent came in and was introduced to me. He was looking fine, he was in good spirits, but the moment he came near me, he turned pale, his eyes glazed, and he collapsed into a chair, exactly as Superman did this evening. Yeah, yeah, go on. At first I thought he was having a heart attack, but everyone there said that he was sound as a rock and nothing like that had ever happened to him before. So it must have been the kryptonite in my blood. And if that's the case, how can I get friendly with him? I won't be able to get near him without... Wait! Could it be? Could what be? Himmel. Could it be that Clark Kent is Superman? Clark Kent? Superman? What are you talking about? Yeah, the more I think of it, the more I'm convinced that we have stumbled on the most closely guarded secret in the history of civilization. Superman's identity. Yeah, now that I look back, when I myself was involved with Superman, Clark Kent also appeared. Not once, but on a number of occasions. Teufel, it's incredible. And tonight, you learned from Superman himself that Clark Kent is his contact with the Daily Planet. If Kent is Superman, making contact with himself would be easy, Nine. Yes, of course, but... I know what you are about to say. We are not certain. That's right. Then we will make certain. We will prove it to ourselves beyond any doubt. Oh, listen carefully. I have discovered that the alpha rays in kryptonite do not penetrate lead. Tonight, I will prepare for you a vest treated with a special tincture of lead. It will cover your heart and your main arteries and prevent the emanations of the kryptonite in your blood from escaping. It is these emanations, I am certain, that weakened Superman when he was in your presence. I don't understand. Do not interrupt. Tomorrow morning at the Daily Planet, you will approach Clark Kent wearing the lead-treated vest. If he is not affected in your presence, leave and remove the vest. When the opportunity arises, approach him again. If then he is affected, he will have positive proof. And when we have that proof? <laughs> then we have Superman. <laughs> exactly where we want him. If we are right, if Clark Kent is Superman, it would be dangerous to carry the gloves and converter with you because of his X-ray vision. You think of everything, don't you, Teufel? At the moment, I'm thinking of only one thing, my young friend. I am thinking of final victory over the so-called man of steel. I am thinking of ruling the world as no living man His has ever His frog-like eyes blazing with something close to madness. 
the Teufel, whose name means the devil, prepares to expose Superman's double identity. Will he succeed where so many others have failed? We'll return in a moment for today's climax. But right now, here's a word from your announcer. You know, a new kid moved into our neighborhood the other day. And uh, right away, when he met Eddie, he spied those brand new comic buttons Eddie's collecting from packages of Kellogg's Pet. So, of course, he wanted some of those comic buttons, too. But, you know, for some strange reason, he didn't know how to get them. Well, he said to Eddie, I'll bet you spend all your allowance for those sharp-looking buttons. Well, when Eddie told him that you don't have to send in a single penny, not even a box stop, he hot-footed it home to ask his mother to get him some Kellogg's Pep. And no wonder, each one has a true-to-life picture of one of your favorite comic strip characters, like Skeezix and Uncle Walt and Winnie Winkle and Superman, of course. Why, all the fellows and girls are set to collect all 18 different buttons in the series. So, if you want to get in on the fun, ask Mom to get you a package of that super delicious whole wheat flake cereal, Kellogg's Pet. Because that's the only way you can get these swell buttons. You can't even buy them anywhere. But inside every package of Pep, you'll find a thrilling prize. One of these smart new comic buttons or a military insignia or warplane button. Remember, that's P-E-P, Pep, made by Kellogg's of Battle Creek. Now, back to the adventures of Superman. It is not quite 9.30 the following morning. Clark Kent, summoned by a telephone call from Jimmy Olsen enters the city room of the Daily Planet and proceeds to Editor Perry White's office. Good morning, Chief. Good morning, Jim. Morning. Oh, hello, Mr. Kent. Gee, it's swell to see you back at the Planet. He's not back. He's just paying a brief call. Oh. That's right. Jim, you said there was a cable... Oh, why don't you two kiss and make up? This place ain't... ain't uh, isn't the same without Mr. Kent, Chief. I expect my reporters to spend their working hours reporting. Theory with which Mr. Kent doesn't seem to agree. Give him his cablegram. Oh, okay. Here it is, Mr. Kent. It's from Army Intelligence in Berlin. Oh, it is. Uh, Good. Maybe they... Oh. Maybe who... What? Just a minute. Now, let me remind you, Kent, if that cable has to do with any story you were working on while you were a member of my staff, I'm entitled to it. Well, that's a relief. Huh? What is? Oh, all my troubles are over. They are? Uh-huh. What troubles? Their Teufel is dead. The kryptonite is gone for good, and now I can stop worrying about the Atom Man. What Atom Man? You say Teufel is dead, Kent? That's what Colonel Greeley says. Apparently, they traced him to a cave in the Black Forest in Germany where there'd been a terrific explosion. They caught a Nazi, a former Gestapo man, trying to sneak out of the woods. He told our men what had happened, hoping to save his own neck. Well, what did he tell them? That Teufel had been experimenting with a piece of kryptonite, trying to create an atom man. A what? An atom man. But we can forget all that now. Teufel blew himself and several other Nazis in the cave to kingdom come, and the kryptonite was destroyed, too. Ah, oh, yes, sir. All Superman's worries are over. But, but, what? Quiet, Olsen, quiet. Kent, this is a terrific story. Police all over the world were looking for Teufel. This cablegram gives us a scoop. It hasn't been on the teletype yet. Uh-huh. You want me to write naturally, it? Naturally, naturally. What are you standing there grinning like a day? Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. If I take you back, do you think you can attend to business and let Superman take care of himself? Well... He really doesn't need your help, you know. <laughs> That's what you think, Chief. Well, I'll try to be good. Come on, Jim, let's get to work. Yes, sir. This is more like it. Hot dog. Uh, just a minute, Cat. Yes? I uh, I told that new man, Miller, to take your office. Oh. Uh, when he comes in this morning, uh, give him a desk in the city room. Okay. Come on, Jim. Oh, I feel like the man in the death house who just got a pardon from the governor. Well, I don't get it, but as long as you feel good, it's okay by me. Oh, there's Miller coming in now. Huh? You've got to tell him about the switch. Uh, let me handle it, Jim, huh? No sense causing any hard feelings. Poor Miller hasn't hurt anyone. Smiling for the first time in days, Clark Kent steps forward to meet the one human being on the entire face of the earth who has it within his power to destroy him. No, Henry Miller hasn't hurt anyone yet. But that time is soon coming, 
And unknowingly, Kent is walking into the trap with his eyes open. Anything can happen from here on in, and something does tomorrow. So don't fail to listen. Tune in, same time, same station, to The Adventures of Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Fellows and girls, be sure to follow the adventures of Superman. Brought to you every day, Monday through Friday, same time, same station, by the grand old Kellogg Company of Battle Creek. And for other thrilling adventures of Superman, see your local newspaper. Superman is also a copyrighted feature, appearing in Superman DC Publications. Ooh, yeah, let me tell you something right here, uh huh. It's the Loot Crate subscription box, yeah, full of exclusive loot on surprises and delivered to your door every month. Just pick up your favorite geeky genre, daddy. <laughs> From the original Loot Crate, the Loot Crate DX collectible boxes, dude, Calabunga, to the Loot Gaming video game box. Woohoo! Wowzers! With crates starting as large as $11.99 per month, there's a box just about for all collectors. To get your geek on, head over to phoenixmedia.us forward slash loot crate and claim your exclusive offer. That's F E N I X media.us forward slash loot crate. Great Scott! Snap into a loot crate, it. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's Superman. Believing that Der Teufel, the brilliant half-mad Nazi scientist, had been killed, and that the piece of kryptonite which robs him of his strength had been destroyed, Superman relaxed, thinking he was out of danger. But as we know, Teufel is in Metropolis with a young American-educated German named Henry Miller, whom he has transformed into what he calls an atom man, able to destroy anything in his path. Learning that Clark Kent and Superman had both become dazed in Miller's presence, Teufel reached the startling conclusion that Kent and Superman were one and the same person. To test his theory, Teufel treated Miller's vest with a tincture of lead and explained it to him, This vest will prevent the emanations of the kryptonite in your blood from escaping. If Kent is not affected when you wear the vest in his presence, but is affected when you are not wearing the vest, then we will know he is Superman. As we continue now, we find the slim, blonde atom man wearing the leaded vest at the Daily Planet, where he is talking with Clark Kent in the latter's office. Listen. I heard that Mr. White changed his mind about firing him, Mr. Kent. I guess that means I'm through, huh? Oh, no, not at all, Miller. No, we can use another reporter, and the chief thinks you'll make a good one. Well, that's a relief. I know I'm no great shakes, but you're one of the best reporters in the country, and here I was, Mr. Nobody, taking over your office and expected to fit your shoes. Believe me, I'm tickled pink to see you back. Well, thanks. Come on, we'll uh, find your desk out in the city room. Swell. Well, let's see. 
Well, there's a vacant desk next to Jim Olson's. How does that strike you? Couldn't be better. I like Jim. Oh, he's a grand youngster. Got the makings of a first-class reporter, too. I, uh... <laughs> I ought to warn you, though, Jim can ask more questions per minute than any six other humans. <laughs> I'm used to that. I've got two kid brothers. Oh, that's they're all. pretty good on the question stuff, too. They live here in Metropolis with you? No, they're out in California with my mother. Oh. They're another reason I'm glad I'm holding the job. Those kids use up a lot of shoe leather. Yeah, I bet they do. Ah, here we are. Say, this looks okay. We'll uh, probably find a lot of accumulated junk in this desk if you do just dump it in the basket. Huh? Okay, thanks loads, Ken. Out of bed. Uh, by the way, I wonder if I could ask you a favor. Of course. What is it? Well, I've never worked on a big paper like this, and naturally, I'm anxious to make good. Would you mind if I came to you for advice now and then? Why, certainly not. Pop in any time. Thanks again, Ken. Oh, really? Hey, Mr. Ken. Hi. Hello, Jim. Hi. I'm going to be your neighbor. Oh, that's well, Mr. Miller. Look, let's drop the Mr. Miller stuff. Everybody calls me Hank. Okay, Hank it is. <laughs> well, I'd better dump my coat in the locker and get to work. Thanks for everything. I'll see you later. Okay. You know, he seems like a pretty nice guy, Mr. Ken. Yes, he does. Acted very decently about being moved out of my office. He... Oh, morning, Lois. Hi, Miss Lane. Morning, Clark. Jim. Listen, what does I hear about the Teufel being killed? Well, that's mm-hmm. right, in Germany. And the piece of kryptonite he stole was blown up with him. Well, I hate to say it, but it's a good thing. Teufel was as bad as they come. Well, now you can stop worrying about Superman, Clark. You're telling me. Well, i got to get to work. See you later, Jim. You bet, Mr. Ken. Now that you're back on the job, what happens to Henry Miller? Oh, he stays on. He's taking the desk next to Jim's. That's good. The poor fellow was right in the middle. Yes, and he needs the job. Supports the mother and two brothers. Oh, is that so? Mm-hmm. Well, I'll see you later. Incidentally, Miss Lane, you and I have a little matter to discuss. Oh, have we? Yes, have we? It concerns my having been dragged off to that rest farm. Oh, um, uh, that. That, uh, yes. Yes, well, uh... Can't we forget it, Clark? It's a little hard to forget the barred windows. I I just thought I was doing the right thing, honestly, Clark. All right, all right, we'll forget it. How about lunch? Well, take me up at noon, will you? Right. Entering his office, Clark Kent closes the door behind him. A few minutes later, Henry Miller, having removed his lead-treated vest and placed it in his locker, returns to the city room and walks past Jimmy Olsen. Hey, Hank, this is your desk. Yeah, I know. I just remembered something I wanted to ask Kent about. I'll be back soon, Jim. Oh, okay. Kent wasn't affected by the kryptonite while I was wearing my vest. Now we'll see what happens when I'm not wearing the vest. Come in. Are you very busy, Mr. Kent? No, not at all. Come in. Thanks. Now, what's on your mind, Miller? Uh, Mr. White asked me yesterday to do a story on the candidate for mayor for the Sunday sheet. I was wondering how long to make it. How long? Yes, I suppose we use a lot of photographs and... I... What's the matter, Mr. Cat? Matter? Yeah, you're you're looking at me so strangely and you're very pale. Is something wrong? I don't know. I feel so... So... So what? So weak... As if all my strength were leaving me. Good gosh, can I do something? I can't understand. Get me some water, please. Sure, of course. Don't try to move, Kent. Kent. Jim! Miss Lane, something happened to Mr. Kent. What? What is it? I don't know. Get him a glass of water. Hurry, he's pale as a ghost. Where's Miss Lane? Miss Lane! Miss Lane! As Jimmy rushes for a glass of water and Lois dashes from her office... Henry Miller hurries to the locker room where he once more dons his lead-treated vest. Then he returns to Kent's office where Jimmy and Lois are hovering anxiously around Kent's chair. 
How do you feel now, Clark? Drink some more water, Mr. Uh, Kent. I'll be all right. How is he, Miss Lane? I don't know. You were here when it happened, weren't you, Mr. Miller? Yes, we were talking. And all of a sudden, he turned pale and said he felt weak. Well, jeepers. The same thing happened to him yesterday. I can't understand it. It's just like when the kryptonite... The kryptonite? Oh, but there isn't any here. I know there isn't. What does he mean? He's becoming irrational again. Just like he did yesterday. He gets illusions that Superman is in danger. Listen, Jim, you better call a doctor. Okay, I'll call Doc Jennings. You better get the chief, Miss Lane. He's out of the office. Oh, dear, Superman should have left him at the rest farm. He's losing his mind. I know he is. I'm sure it is. That isn't anything so serious, Miss Lane. How do you feel now, Mr. Kent? Oh, much better, thanks, Miller. Sorry to have been so much trouble. You are feeling better, Clark? Oh, sure. You sure? Positive. I'm perfectly all right now. I, I can't understand what happened to me. Have you been examined by a doctor lately? Why, yes. I'm in perfect no, shape. Mind. We can't wait that long. Dr. Jennings is out on a case, Miss Lane. He won't be available for a couple of hours. I don't need a doctor, Jim. I feel fine. Now, look here, Clark Kent. You are going to be examined by a physician, and that's all there is to that. Well, I think no. Miss Lane is right, Mr. Kent. I certainly am right. Oh, now, look. All right, all right, all right. I know that look in your eye, Lois. I'll go see my own doctor. Good. Get your hat and come on. You too, Jim. Well, now, wait a minute. I don't need a bodyguard. Jim and I are going with you, Clark, to make sure that you don't change your mind. Now, okay. come on. Come along now. Well, if Mr. White gets back before we do, will you tell him what happened, Mr. Miller? Yeah, all right, Miss Lane. I hope you'll be all right, Mr. Kent. I'm all right now. Be back soon. So long, Hank. So long, Jim. They're gone. Seven. Four. Three, seven, nine. It worked. Kent was affected again. He must be. Hello? Teufel, this is Miller. Listen. No names, you fool. I'm sorry, but, but listen, you were right. He is the man you thought, the one we want. Ah, you are positive? Yes. When I wore the vest, he wasn't affected. But when I took it off, he became dazed and almost collapsed, just like he did yesterday. Good. Sir, good. That makes it much simpler. How are you getting along with him? Fine, I'm sure that he likes me. <laughs> and trusts me. So does Jim Olson. I said no names. Now listen to me. The young one you just mentioned. The other one is very fond of him. If we can find a way of getting the young one to the beach house... I don't know how I can do that. A story. A what? The promise of a big newspaper story. You are a reporter, are you not? Now listen closely. This is what you are to do. You will go to your editor and tell him that you received Vince, the telephone. now that Clark Kent and Superman are one and the same person, the Teufel gives the Atom Man final instructions. We'll return in a moment to learn what happens. But right now, here's a word from your announcer. You know, uh, one of the gang said the other day, he can't figure out which is the most fun when Mom brings home some Kellogg's Pep, eating big heaping bowls full of that super delicious whole wheat flake cereal, or finding out which prize is in the package. Those brand new comic buttons are sure making a big hit. First off, those pictures of your favorite funny sheet characters are so lifelike that, well, they look almost as if they could talk, like Smiling Jack and Moon Mullins and Harold Teen and Superman, of course. We couldn't leave him out. And then there's the fun of collecting all 18 buttons, swapping duplicates with your friends and rounding out your whole collection. So how about asking Mom to get you a package or two of Kellogg's Pet tomorrow? That's the only way you can get these dazzling new comic buttons. You don't buy them, and you don't spend in any money, not even a box stop. They're exclusive prizes in packages of Kellogg's Pep. Inside every package, there's one of these exciting new comic buttons or a military insignia or warplane button. 
So tell your mother you'd like plenty of P-E-P, Pet, made by Kellogg's of Battle Creek. Now, back to the adventures of Superman. It's just an hour since Jimmy Olsen and Lois Lane accompanied Clark Kent to a doctor, and Henry Miller, the Atom Man, received final instructions from Der Teufel. Now, as Jimmy returns to the Dale Planet City Room, Miller hails him. What's with Mr. Kent, Jim? Huh? Oh, the doctor couldn't find a thing wrong with him. He figured he might have eaten something that didn't agree with him. He made him promise to stay home and rest till tomorrow. I'm glad it's nothing serious. Well, let's go. Huh? Go where? Oh, I didn't tell you, did I? I got a tip on a big story after you left, and Mr. White said I could take you along. Come on, we've got to rush. Oh, a big story? What is it? I'll tell you on the way. I've got a car waiting. I didn't want to go without you. Well, gee, that's awful nice of you, Hank. You and Mr. Kent have been swell to me, and I appreciate it. Also, this is a pretty long ride, and I like company. Especially your company, Jim. Gee whiz. Thanks. Unaware that his companion is the deadly atom man, Jimmy Olsen follows Henry Miller from the Daily Planet. Where is Miller taking the boy reporter? And what is the trap now being set for Superman? The Teufel's carefully laid plans are rushing to a startling climax. And tomorrow the atom man and Superman meet face to face in a battle to the death. So don't miss tomorrow's tense, exciting episode, no matter what happens. It's the moment we've all been waiting for. Tune in, same time, same station, for the adventures of Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Fellows and girls, be sure to follow the adventures of Superman. Brought to you every day, Monday through Friday, same time, same station, by the grand old Kellogg Company of Battle Creek. And for other thrilling adventures of Superman, see your local newspaper. Superman is also a copyrighted feature, appearing in Superman DC Publications. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's Superman. Convinced that Clark Kent is Superman, Der Teufel, a brilliant half-mad Nazi scientist, and Henry Miller, whom Teufel has transformed into an atom man, able to destroy anything in his path, has begun their plot to conquer Superman and then the world. Posing as a young newspaper man, Miller secured a position as reporter on the Daily Planet, where he made friends with Kent and Jimmy Olsen. During Kent's absence from the office, Miller told Editor White that he had received a tip on a big story and received permission to follow the tip with Jimmy. As we continue now, 40 miles north of Metropolis... Miller, the deadly atom man with the unsuspecting Jimmy at his side, is driving a small roadster through lonely, hilly country skirting the sea. It is mid-afternoon. The sky is gray and overcast. Listen. Gosh, Hank, you're as bad as Mr. Kent. What do you mean, Jim? Well, he always acts mysterious, too. You've been driving about an hour now, and you still haven't told me what this big story is we're on. <laughs> I was afraid if I did, you wouldn't want to go through with it. We may run into trouble. Yeah, what kind of trouble? I'll give you a hint. Who's the most dangerous man in the world? In the whole world? Uh-huh. Gosh, I don't know. Hitler? 
No, he's probably dead. That Nazi scientist, De Teufel? No, he's dead, too. Is he? Sure, didn't you hear about it? Mr. Kent got a cablegram from Germany this morning. Teufel blew himself up experimenting with the piece of kryptonite that was stolen from the Metropolis Museum. He did? Mm-hmm. He was supposed to be trying to create an atom man. An atom man? Mm-hmm. Can you imagine anything so goofy? And you want to hear something else funny? Mr. Kent was scared to death that Teufel could do it. Oh, it's ridiculous. Well, sure it is, but we couldn't make Mr. Kent see it. Does Kent still believe that nonsense about Teufel and an atom man? Well, he did up to this morning when he got the cablegram saying Teufel and the kryptonite were blown to kingdom come. Now he's like a new man. Uh-huh. A uh, sharp curve coming up. Hang on. Look, we kind of got off the subject, Hank. You were going to tell me what this big story is we're on. We didn't get off the subject. Well, sure we did. You said... I said our story was tied up with the most dangerous man in the world. And you guessed who that is. The Teufel. Uh-huh, that's right. What? You're kidding. The Teufel is dead. The tip I got said he's very much alive. And in a hideout somewhere around here. Around here? No. No, wait a minute. What? How? <laughs> Take it what? easy, Jim. You'll have plenty of opportunity to get scared. <laughs> Later. Later? Well, I'm scared right now. I, I mean, I'm excited. Listen, who told you Teufel is alive and, and hiding around here? A very good friend of mine who knows all about Teufel. Who? You'll find out. Let's see, we're 43 miles out. We ought to be coming to a small woods. There's a map in the glove compartment in front of you. Get it, will you? It's drawn in a piece of paper. Okay. Well, I don't see any... Say, what's this, Hank? What? Well, these gloves. They look... Sure, they're made out of metal. Meshed metal. Put them back. What? I said put them back, you little punk. Hey, wait a minute. Who are you calling a punk? Sorry, Jim. Those gloves happen to be very valuable to me. Never mind the map. There are the woods now. Well, what are you blowing the horn for? The road's empty. This is where we're to meet my friend. Ah, hey, there. look out. Two men jumped out on the road. Those are my friends. They were waiting in the woods. Are you sure? They look pretty tough. Especially the big guy in overalls. <laughs> They're tough, all right, as you'll find out. I'll find out? Well, what do you mean? Ah, you have young horses. Good, Miller. It was easy. Huh? Say, who are you and how do you know me? Oh, you do not remember me, Olson. <laughs> you and I, yeah, and Miss Lois Lane, too, spent quite a bit of time together about a year ago. What? You're a teufel. You dyed your skin and you're wearing a black wig and mustache, but but I know you. Bravo, Olson. And now... Hey, Hank, what is this? You said these were your friends. <laughs> they certainly are. Very good friends. What? What? You look very stupid with your mouth open, Olsen. If you will step out of the car, please, we shall go to a place where we can renew our acquaintance. What? Hey, now, wait a minute. Give me a hand with him, Willie. Just leave him to me, Sergeant. Let go. Cut it out. Let go, I say. What's the idea? Hey, hey, don't let... Oh, now I know. You're with him, you... You dirty Nazi. Help! Help! Stop me, Stars. Take him to the cabin, Billy. I will be there shortly. Okay, Teufel. Shut up, I said I'll let you have it. Come on. So far, you've done well, Miller. Now we are ready for Superman. You have the mesh gloves and the coat converter? They're in the glove compartment. Good. And Kent is at the Daily Planet? No, he's home. His doctor thought he needed a rest. Ah, you have his telephone number? Yes. You're sure that this will work, Teufel? You have nothing to fear. You need only turn the switch on the converter and such atomic power will pour from your club fingers that Superman will be destroyed. I hope you're right, Teufel. I am always right. 
Go now, drive to the beach house, and make no mistakes. I won't. What'll I do after it's over? I will be there to tell you. All right. Goodbye, Teufel. Leaving to Teufel standing in the road, Henry Miller, the atom man, drives rapidly away. A half hour later, Clark Kent's telephone rings. Hello? Are you Mr. Kent? Yes. This is Henry Miller. Listen, Jim Wilson and I came out here on a story. Yes, I know. The chief told me. Well, we ran into trouble. Bad trouble. What happened? Jim. Yes? What about Jim? He... Mr. Kent, you've got to do something. I wanted to call the police, but Jim insisted I call you. Well, tell me what's wrong. Where are you? I haven't time to tell you. They'll be back any moment. They... They said they're they're going to shoot us. Where are you, Miller? Uh, at a beach house a few miles north of Grant Crossing. But you've got to hurry. All right, all right. Take it easy. Take it easy. A beach house north of Grant Crossing? Yes. I'll be there in a few minutes. A few minutes? It's 50 miles from Metropolis. Oh, uh, I... Well, I, I'll contact Superman. You and Jim sit tight, Miller. Don't worry. Superman will be right out. Hanging up, Clark Kent swiftly resumes his true identity of Superman, never suspecting that he is being lured into a trap, a trap baited with Jimmy Olsen, a trap waiting to be sprung by the Atom Man. We'll return in a moment for the thrill-packed climax of today's episode. But right now, here's the word from your announcer. Say, it's a big moment, isn't it, gang, when Mom opens a package of Kellogg's Pep. Because right away, you're looking for one of those exciting new comic buttons all the gang is collecting. You're wondering which button you'll get, whether it'll be a new one to add to your collection or a duplicate so that you can have the fun of trading with one of your pals. Now, you'd sure hate to miss out on the fun all the rest of the fellows and girls are having with these new comic buttons. So ask Brother to get you a package or two of that super delicious whole wheat flake cereal, Kellogg's Pep. Because... That's the only way you can get these keen-looking buttons. You can't buy them anywhere, and you don't send in any money, not even a box stop. You just look inside the pet package, and there you are. One of those sharp new comic buttons or a military insignia or warplane button. It's your prize from P.E.P. Pep, made by Kellogg's of Battle Creek. Now, back to the adventures of Superman. In a cabin set on a vast, lonely beach edged by a forest... Henry Miller, the Atom Man, has just completed his phone call to Clark Kent. Now, swiftly, he straps a small square metal box around his throat, directly over his jugular vein. This is the converter, in which a tiny electronic tube at the turn of a switch will flash an impulse to the kryptonite in his blood and send atomic energy rushing to his fingertips, from where it will emerge in an unbroken stream of terrible, shattering power. Quickly, then, he pulls on his meshed glove of platinum and thorium, throws a scarf around his neck, and has just time to clasp his strangely gloved hands behind his back as a strong burst of wind is heard above the cabin. And then a thud, as of a giant dropping to earth. A timeless moment, and the door of the cabin is flung open, and Superman in blue costume and red cape strides into the room. Miller, what happened? Where's Jim? Welcome, Superman. All right, never mind that. Where's Jim, I say? He's with Der Teufel. What? Der Teufel? Yes. What are you talking about? What's that on your throat? You'll see in a moment, Superman. Miller. Miller, what are you doing? What's that... that strange noise... And what are those gloves you're wearing? You'll see that in a moment, too. Stop what happened to your voice. Miller! You can stop calling me Miller from now on. Let me introduce myself. I am the Atom Man. No. No! Don't try to move. You're helpless now. No. Stand back. Don't come near me! Raising his weirdly 
gloved hand, the other man slowly advances on the man of steel, who helpless stands rooted to the spot as all the miraculous strength in his massive superhuman muscles drains away. Step by step, the atomic monster in human form moves forward. Finally, he stops, and his thin lips curl in a deadly smile. This is the end, Superman. In a moment, you'll die. that seems to leap from the atom man's meshed fingers. Jagged green sparks that strike against Superman's wielding body like miniature bolts of lightning. Is this the end? As the one and only survivor of the amazing civilization that once flourished on the planet Krypton finally met his master? Superman, whose strength was beyond measure, whose impenetrable skin turned back the sharpest steel, whose unfailing devotion to truth and justice struck fear into the hearts of those who preyed on their fellow men. Has he become the victim of that strange, mysterious power, atomic energy, the power that brought the warlords of Nippon to their knees? Has it now brought Superman to his knees, never to rise again? Fellows and girls, don't, don't miss tomorrow's amazing episode. Nothing like this has ever happened before. So remember to tune in and tell all your friends to tune in tomorrow, same time, same station, for the most exciting episode ever broadcast in The Adventures of Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Fellas and girls, be sure to follow the adventures of Superman. Brought to you every day, Monday through Friday. Same time, same station. By the grand old Kellogg Company of Battle Creek. And for other thrilling adventures of Superman, see your local newspaper. Superman is also a copyrighted feature, appearing in Superman DC Publications. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's Superman! Now, the adventures of Superman. Convinced that Clark Kent is in reality Superman, the Teufel, a brilliant but unscrupulous Nazi scientist, arranged for Henry Miller, whom he had transformed into an atom man, to meet and destroy the Man of Steel. Using Jimmy Olsen as a decoy, Miller contrived to have Superman come to the boy's rescue. And when the Man of Steel arrived at a lonely beach house where he expected to find Jimmy... He found instead Henry Miller, transformed into the deadly Atom Man. Before Superman had a chance to take in the situation, the Atom Man threw a switch on the electronic converter attached to his throat, and there was a blinding white flash as the atomic power of the kryptonite in his blood was released. Then jagged green sparks like miniature bolts of lightning leaped from the tips of his metal mesh gloves. Striking Superman, the terrific charges of atomic energy sent him reeling, stunned his great strength draining from his powerful muscles. And as we continue now, the Atom Man, his gloved hands raised before him, advances on his shocked and helpless victim. Listen. This is the end for you, Superman. No. The end. No. Never again will you interfere with our plans. Now Germany will rise from its ashes and enslave the world. No. Keep away from me. You're through. Finished. Keep away. My atomic power is dead. Destroying you! You're mad, Miller. Stay away! Oh! I can't 
understand. Oh, oh the great Superman is on his knees. If only Teufel could see you. Uh, now, die, Superman. No. Die. Stop it. I can't stand it. Advancing to where Superman has fallen to his hands and knees, mortally stricken, the other man points the fingers of his meshed metal gloves, and an unending chain of flashing jacket green sparks strike against the man of steel's limp body. Oh. Die, Superman! I... Die! Oh. <laughs> I can't. I... I... Oh. His head sinking, his eyes closing, Superman hears a voice. A voice that somehow breaks through the mist of his waning consciousness. A voice that calls to him desperately. You can't die now. You can't. All you ever fought for. Justice. The rights of man will be lost. Die, Superman! I... Die like a beaten dog! I can't stand anymore. You've got to stand it. You must make one last effort to get through the door to the beach outside. Oh, I, I can't. Why? Oh, my strength is gone. I can't. You must get outside. Get away and recover your strength. Then tear that box from his throat. It controls his power. You must do it. Hurry. This is the end of you, Superman. Die! Now! <laughs> Somehow, from somewhere in his wrecked, tortured body, Superman finds the strength to raise himself from his knees, to stagger, reeling like a drunken man through the open door to the beach. And raised, the atom man pursues him. Uh, you can't get away, you fool! You're finished! Uh, finished, do you hear? Uh, Only a few more seconds and you're through! As the atom man pursues the reeling man of steel, the stream of jagged green death pouring from his meshed hands misses its mark, striking the beach and exploding a torrent of sand high into the air. A huge crater opens up and down into it tumble the man of steel and the atom man, where they tangle in mortal combat. Now I'll finish you! Now! No! That mark on your throat! I must get it! His arms like lead, his fingers numbed, the man of steel paws at the converter on the atom man's throat. Almost reaches it, but the atom man twists away, trips, turns, and is temporarily hidden from his prey by a deluge of sand which falls between and around them, forming a maze of small hills and dunes. Now, my chance. Get away before he finds me. Where are you? You can't escape. Must, Where are you? Must get away. Must get strength. Back! Great chest heaving, his eyes burning like live coals, Superman drags himself up the sandy slope of the crater, while the Atom Man, seeking him wildly at the maze of dunes, points his hands this way and that, blasting fast new craters in the beach. Where are you, Superman? Curiously, the Atom Man hunts for his prey, finally sees him staggering toward the forest. Shouting triumphantly, he races after him. Now I've got you! Stop, you fool! Stop! Oh, if I can reach the woods and lose it! Oh. Again, the Atom Man points his meshed hands toward the Man of Steel, sending atomic lightning flashing into the forest beyond the beach. Great trees twist as in a violent earthquake and hurtle skyward, trailing masses of white roofs like giant twisting snakes.
One huge hook flung high into the air crashes down on the staggering figure of Superman, pinning him to the beach. He shudders, clasping the thick trunk lying across his chest. Minutes ago, he could have hurled it far out into the gray ocean like a toothpick, but now his weakened hands only close over it, then fall away. Through dimming eyes, he can see the Atom Man approaching. One last convulsive heave and the giant tree rolls a few scant inches, but not enough. Now the Atom Man is closer. The eerie whine and crackling of the deadly atomic energy roaring in Superman's ears like some vast milestone, sucking him down into a bottomless pit. Now I've got you, Superman! You can't escape again! This time you're finished! Ha 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 ha! Ah, it's Teufel! Hurry, Teufel! Hurry and see the end of Superman! Like a wolf closing in for the kill, the trifle races across the cratered, blasted beach to the edge of the forest where, trapped under a giant tree, all the great strength gone from his once mighty muscles, Superman lies prone, his eyes closed against the shaking earth, while the atom man hovers above him, jagged atomic lightning flashing from his meshed fingers to strike, and strike, and strike again at the left body of the man of steel. We'll return again in a moment for the climax of today's episode. But first, here is your announcer. You know, gang, there are 18 different funny sheet characters in this brand new series of comic buttons that now come in packages of Kellogg's Pep. So you'd better hop to it and collect them all. You'll want every single one of them. Superman and Uncle Walt and Periwinkle and all the rest. Because they're so doggone sharp looking. And they're so easy to get. You don't send in a single penny, not even a box stop. Fact is, you can't buy these new comic buttons anywhere. They come only as prizes in packages of that super delicious whole wheat flake cereal, Kellogg's Pep. So ask Mom to get you a package or two of Pep tomorrow. Then see which prize you find inside. One of these exciting new comic buttons or a military insignia or warplane button. That's P-E-P, Pep, made by Kellogg's of Battle Creek. Now back to the adventures of Superman. As Superman lies helpless under the deadly atomic bombardment of the pitiless Atom Man, Jimmy Olsen is a prisoner in a shack in the woods nearby, guarded by Teufel's henchman Willie, an ox-shouldered, broken-nosed man in overalls. For several minutes, they have heard explosions in the distance, and the sounds of giant trees being uprooted and crashing to earth. Now they feel the floor and walls of the shack begin to shake. It's an earthquake or something. We've got to get out of here, mister. You mean I got to, not you, Olsen. What do you mean? Bible told me to keep you here till he got back. I ain't staying, but you are, see? I'm going to lock this door. No. Ken, the shack is going to cave in. Come on. Get back in there. Look out. Here comes the room. roof of the flimsy shack crashes down. A falling beam strikes Teufel's burly henchman on the back of the neck, felling him like an ox. Ducking, leaping wildly through the wreckage, Jimmy escapes into the forest. His heart pounding, he seeks some avenue of escape through the tall trees and underbrush. Spots a narrow, hardly perceptible trail and follows it. You can hear a dull rumbling all around him, increasing his fear. It's an earthquake. I... I gotta get out of here. I... I, I just gotta... Marching onward, the boy reporter tops a small rise and finds himself out of the woods. Below him is the sandy beach, gashed and cratered, as if two great armies had fought over it. And beyond that, the sullen gray sea. Panting, Jimmy pauses to catch his breath. Then, suddenly, a new sound cuts through the rumble, drawing his attention to a scene on the beach below him. He stiffens and turns ghastly pale. It's Teufel and and Miller. Something shooting out of Miller's hands. Big green sparks, like, like lightning. 
And they've got someone on the ground. They, they're killing him. I've got to get help. I've got to get help and quick. His hair standing on end, Jim Olsen wheels like a frightened deer and plunges back into the woods, his eyes wide with the horror of what he has seen. Onward he races, tripping, falling, picking himself up and plunging on through the forest, filled with that awesome rumbling. Meanwhile, on the lonely, devastated beach, the Teufel looks on with pleasure as the Atom Man continues to bombard the now unconscious body of Superman with the terrible, unleashed power of atomic energy pouring from his meshed fingers like devil's pitchforks. Is Superman finished? Did Jimmy Olsen witness the end of the great man of steel? Have Der Teufel and his human monster, the Atom Man, finally vanquished the heretofore unconquerable Superman? If they have, who now can stop Teufel in his mad plan to rule the world? There's a thrilling episode in store for all of us tomorrow. So don't miss it. Something startling occurs. Something you can't possibly guess. So be with us same time, same station. Tune in and follow the adventures of Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Fellows and girls, be sure to follow the adventures of Superman. Brought to you every day, Monday through Friday, same time, same station, by the grand old Kellogg Company of Battle Creek. And for other thrilling adventures of Superman, see your local newspaper. Superman is also a copyrighted feature, appearing in Superman DC Publications. Get this and previous episodes of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater wherever you get podcasts or by visiting phoenixmedia.us forward slash silverageheroes. Join us again, same bat time, same bat station, for another presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Excelsior! Thank you for tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. I'm your host, Christian Phoenix. Now, growing up as a comic book fan of the 80s and 90s, I've always been fascinated with how storytellers translated these iconic heroes from the page to film, television, and radio. Long before we got the big-budget CGI epics we enjoy today, children gathered around their radios to hear their favorite do-gooders come to life with little more than their imaginations and these broadcasts from a time long forgotten. I invite you to gather around your radio for this presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Using Jimmy Olsen as bait, Henry Miller, in whose veins flows deadly atomic energy, lured Superman to a lonely beach far from Metropolis. Wearing meshed metal gloves, Miller touched the switch on a converter at his throat, transforming himself into an atom man, 
from whose fingers poured a stream of terrible atomic power. After a titanic battle, Superman finally fell unconscious, and the Atom Man, joined by Der Teufel, the half-mad Nazi scientist who plans to rule the world, prepared to finish him. Meanwhile, escaping from the shack where he had been held prisoner, Jimmy saw the Atom Man in action, but failed to recognize that the unconscious figure on the beach was Superman. Horrified, Jimmy raced back through the night-darkened woods in search of help. And as we continue now, he has come to a small clearing in which stands the log cabin of a trapper. Panting, he pounds on the door. Listen. Oh, I'll take it easy. I'm coming. What's all the rush, son? Excuse me. I'm Jim Olson. Can I, can I use your phone? I ain't got no phone. Oh, golly. What'll I do? Uh, what's the matter? You look like you've been around. I gotta get get to a phone and call the police. Uh, why? What happened? Oh gosh, it's terrible. Green sparks were shooting out of Miller's hands. Green sparks? Yes, like lightning. He was shooting them at some man on the ground, and, and Teufel was watching. Now, 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 wait a minute. What is all this about? Uh, you sure you ain't dreaming, son? Oh, please, mister, don't waste any more time. I saw it, I tell you. Well, where? On the beach. It was all ripped up like, like an earthquake hit it. Big trees were knocked down. Oh, please don't just stand there. The man might already be dead. Uh, now somebody's dead. Uh, listen, son, you'd better sit down and take a rest. Oh, I'm all right, I tell you. Look, here's my wallet. I'm a reporter for the Daily Planet. Uh, let's see the wallet. Here, look at it. Hurry. Uh, yeah, it does seem like you're a reporter. Well, of course I am. Please, mister, take me to a phone. Well, okay, come on. I'll take you to Sam Tyler. He's game warden. See what he thinks about all this. Has he got a telephone? Yep. Yeah. He's about a mile from here. Probably shooting green sparks out in his hands. As the reluctant trapper leads Jimmy Olsen through the woods, a few miles away on the beach, the atom man, commanded by Der Teufel, has turned the switch on the converter at his throat, stopping the flow of atomic power through his metal-gloved hands. His eyes blazing, he stands by impatiently as Teufel bends over the limp, motionless figure of Superman. All about is a scene of chaos. Great trees ripped from the forest above the beach, split and blackened as if by lightning, lie all about in crazy profusion. The vast beach from the great sea to the edge of the forest is gashed and torn into deep trenches and craters, almost as if it had sustained an artillery barrage. Only the wind and the low roar of surf break the silence of night, as finally the atom man steps forward impatiently, and again speaking in the normal voice of Henry Miller. Well, Teufel, are you satisfied that he's dead? He is not dead. What? He must be. I tell you he is not. His heart still beats. I faintly, but it's still deep. That's impossible. Why, that huge tree that lay across his legs, it's entirely disintegrated. But Superman still lives. What must we do to kill him? What? He can't be alive. Will you stop saying that, you fool? I tell you, he still lives. See for yourself. Put your ear to his chest. I can't hear any heartbeat. Listen again. I still can't hear it. I tell you, he's dead. He's stone dead. Now, come on, Teufel. We've got things to do, big things. We can do nothing until Superman is dead. But he is. I say he is not, and he must die. He must. Everything depends on it. I tell you, Billy, be quiet. Wait, I have my pistol. Yeah, that will finish him. You're wasting your time. The bullets just bounce off his body. Yeah, they cannot penetrate. What will we do? If you'll just listen to me. I listen to you. Are you out of your mind? It is you who must listen to me. Yes, I don't know about that. Then you had better know, fool blockhead. Have you forgotten that it is I, der Teufel, who gave you your great power, and that I, der Teufel, can also take it away? Can you? Yeah, I can. Wait. Wait. We must not quarrel now. Together, the world is ours. But first, 
This tiny spark of life which remains in Superman must be extinguished. There must be a way. I tell you he's dead, but if it'll make you feel any better, I'll turn on the converter again and... Nine. You must not. Why not? The atomic energy of the kryptonite in your blood can be exhausted. What's that? You have already consumed a great deal of it today, and I cannot give you any more. My kryptonite can be exhausted? You didn't tell me that. I'm telling you now. That is why we must dispose of Superman permanently, so that he cannot interfere with us. But if the kryptonite can be exhausted, how... In case the sight of Superman's dead body is not enough, we need only one more demonstration of your power. We need only wipe out Metropolis, and America and the rest of the world will surrender to us. But suppose that isn't enough. Suppose America and England and Russia won't surrender at once. And I've exhausted the atomic power of the kryptonite. In that case, there's always the Scarlet Widow. The Scarlet Widow, who's she? An arch-criminal who owns the other three pieces of kryptonite. She does? Yeah, she... Ah, I have it. What? How to finish Superman. How? Oh. I will tell you. Despite his amazing powers, he is still a man, a human being. He requires food and drink. We will take him to the shack in the woods where Willie is guarding young Olsen. We will dispose of Olsen, and then we will keep Superman in a coma until he starves to death. That's ridiculous. It's a lot of needless trouble. I tell you, he's as dead as he'll ever be right now. I say he is not. Now listen to Boy, me. Boyful, you're crazy. I crazy? How dare you speak to me that way? Your power has come to your head. If you can't see that Superman has finished, you are crazy, and I'm taking matters into my own what? hands. Listen to me, you... No, Twyford, you listen to me. Superman is done for, and our next step is to destroy Metropolis, then call on the world to surrender to us and to Germany. You dare to give me orders? I, who gave you your power... Yes, you gave me my power, but I've got it now, and I intend to use it as I see fit. I don't need you anymore, Twyford. What? After all I have done for you, you dare to defy me? Yes, keep your hand away from that gun. Uh, now, wait. Oh, you, you think I would shoot you, my atom man? I know you would. You shot my father. You murdered him in cold blood. No, that is a lie. It's the truth. General Bromberg told me. I've been waiting for this chance, Teufel, but I didn't dare make a move because I needed you. But now I don't need you anymore. You do. You are helpless without me. And the kryptonite in your blood is exhausted. You told me where to get some more, remember? <laughs> the Scarlet Widow. Oh, no. Yes, and now you're going to die, Teufel, the same way Superman died. No, don't touch that converter. Don't touch it. Too late, Teufel. It's building up. You have killed Too late, Teufel. This is the end for you. Throwing the switch on the converter at his throat, the other man raises his metal-gloved hands toward Der Teufel, who snatches his gun from his pocket. We'll return in a moment for the dramatic climax of today's episode. But first, here is your announcer. Yes, sir, the mothers of all the gang are sure being rushed for lots of Kellogg's Pep these days. Because, of course, it's such a super delicious whole wheat flake cereal. And because it's the prize package where you get those brand new exciting comic buttons all the fellas and girls are collecting. Real true-to-life pictures of your favorite funny sheet characters. Like uh, Uncle Walt and, and Skeezix and Orphan Annie and Superman, of course. Boy, those pictures are so doggone real, you'd think they were going to talk. They're done up in full comic strip colors on bright white enamel buttons that really show up when you pin them on your jacket or dress or cap. What's more... These new comic buttons are easy as one, two, three to get. You don't send in any money, not even a box stop. And you can't even buy them anywhere. All you do is to ask Mom to get you a package or two of Kellogg's Pep. Because that's the easy way and the only way you can get your exclusive prize. Just look inside the package and see which prize you find. One of those exciting new comic buttons or a military insignia or warplane button. 
Remember, these swell prizes come only in packages of P.E.P. Pep, made by Kellogg's of Battle Creek. Now back to the adventures of Superman. <laughs> on the lonely, ravaged beach, as Superman lies motionless on the ground, the Ataman and his former master, De Teufel, have quarreled violently. Drunk with his own power, the Ataman turned the switch on the converter at his throat releasing the deadly atomic energy of the kryptonite in his blood. As Teufel snatched the pistol from his pocket, the atom man raised his mesh-gloved hands toward him. This is the end of you, Teufel! Nine! Nine! Ah! <laughs> That's all, Teufel! You're finished! Now we're even, Teufel. You killed my father and I killed you. <laughs> now I have the power to rule the world. What's that? Sounds like police sirens coming this way. <laughs> I'll stop them. No, no, Teufel said that I can exhaust the kryptonite. I'll have to be careful until I can get more. I'll just be very Superman in this hole and get away through the woods back to my tunnels. Him up. I don't want him found and the police warned what to expect. <laughs> so I'm ready. I'll let them find Teufel, though. They'll think lightning killed him and knocked down all these trees. There. There, they'll never know Superman is under there. Just smooth it out a little. What does it know? Here they come. Time for me to go. <laughs> goodbye, Superman. And goodbye to you, too, Teufel. <laughs> Swiftly, the Atom Man fades into the woods, leaving the dead Teufel lying on the beach and Superman buried deep under the sand. The brilliant half-mad Nazi scientist has met his end at last, destroyed by the deadly atomic monster he himself created in his frenzied dream of ruling the world. But has Superman, too, been destroyed? And is the Atom Man free now to roam the world? To destroy further? Fellows and girls, our story is far from over. There's much tense action and excitement ahead. So don't fail to listen Monday, when events take a new and even more strange and startling turn. Tune in, same time, same station, and thrill to the adventures of Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than the locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Fellows and girls, be sure to follow the adventures of Superman. Brought to you every day, Monday through Friday. Same time, same station. By the grand old Kellogg Company of Battle Creek. And for other thrilling adventures of Superman, see your local newspaper. Superman is also a copyrighted feature, appearing in Superman DC Publications. Behold my precious. Ooh, yeah, let me tell you something right here, uh huh. It's the Loot Crate subscription box, yeah, full of exclusive loot on surprises and delivered to your door every month. Just pick up your favorite geeky genre, daddy. Ha <laughs> From the original Loot Crate, the Loot Crate DX collectible boxes, dude! Cowabunga! To the Loot Gaming video game box! Woohoo! Yeehoo! To the Loot Crate video box, what's with kids today, huh? 
Rouses! With crits starting as low as $11.99 per month, those are facts just about for all collectors in. To get your geek on, head over to phoenixmedia.us forward slash loot crate and claim your exclusive offer. That's F-E-N-I-X media.us forward slash loot crate. Great Scott! Snap into a loot crate, it? You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane, no, it's Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet, more powerful than a locomotive, able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's Superman! On a lonely beach 50 miles from Metropolis, Superman waged a titanic battle with Henry Miller, the Atom Man, a human monster in whose bloodstream flows the deadly kryptonite, enabling him to generate terrific atomic power. Finally, Superman was conquered and lay motionless on the sand. Drunk with power, Miller destroyed the Teufel, the half-mad German scientist who had made him the Atom Man. Then, certain that Superman was dead, Miller buried him in a deep hole on the beach and left for Metropolis to make further use of his incredible atomic power. As we continue now, Jimmy Olsen, having escaped from a henchman of Teufel's, has arrived at the rabbit's blasted beach with Sheriff Simpson and a deputy. Unaware that Superman lies almost beneath his feet, Jimmy stands by as the sheriff and his deputy bend over the charred body of the Teufel. Ah, appears to me this man was struck by lightning. Wouldn't you say so, Fred? Uh, it ain't nothing else, Fred. Uh, must have been one awful freak storm that hit here, too. There were the big craters in the beach, and them trees down the woods. You notice how they're split and blackened clear through? Yeah. Olsen? Yes, Sheriff? Take another look at this fellow. You still think he's that Nazi Teufel? Oh, I'm sure of it. Especially now he hasn't got his phony wig and mustache. Huh? Well, I called Inspector Henderson. He'll be out here pretty soon, he'll know. Now, uh, what about those other two men you said you saw here? Must have been more than two, Sheriff, judging by all these tracks in the sand. There were only two, besides Teufel, I mean. One was Henry Miller, our new reporter. He was the one who was shooting the green sparks out of his hands. Green sparks? Yeah. They were like... like little bolts of lightning. And they were coming right out of his hands. What the... Hold it, Fred. Go on, Olsen. Miller was shooting these sparks at a man in the sand. It was right about here, at the edge of the woods. Made the whole beach and forest shake. At first, before I saw what it was, I thought it was an earthquake. Great Jehoshaphat. Hey, great fiddlesticks. Olsen must have seen the tail end of the lightning storm. Some of the boats probably hit behind Miller, and Olsen thought they were coming out of his hands. But they were, and there wasn't any storm. Hey, don't talk foolish, son. Only lightning could split these big trees down the middle and scorch them that way, and blast these big holes in the beach. But I tell you... Never I... mind, never mind. I told you what happened. Now, uh, what about this man you say was lying on the sand? You, uh... Sure it wasn't this one? Well, he claimed Teufel? No, Teufel was standing behind Miller. I don't know who the other man was. He was lying on his stomach. Was he a big fella? Big or small? He was pretty big, I think. He was all hunched up. I can't be sure. He had on a red sweater or jacket or something. He... I think he was dead. But Miller kept shooting those sparks at him. If he was dead, where is he? That's what I was going to ask. Gosh, how do I know? I got scared and ran back through the woods to get help. Maybe Miller buried him. Why would he bury him and not Teufel? I think... Uh-oh. A... What do you got there, Fred? Yeah, I think it's a... Yeah, yeah. A gun. A thirty-two. Oh, see it. Here. I saw part of the barrel sticking up out of the sand. Yeah. Hmm. Four shots fired from it. 
Not very long ago, either. You still smell powder. Maybe that's what Olsen saw. The sparks, I mean. Miller might have been shooting the guy on the ground. No, I yeah, take... could be. Come on. Do a little digging where you found the gun, Fred. I see that Olsen's right. Miller buried the fella. Okay. It's right here. Yeah. Start digging. You look around, Olsen. Maybe you'll find something else. Okay. Uh, don't seem like nothing's buried here, sir. Yeah, well, go down a bit more. Wait. What's this? What? This little piece of cloth, see? It's red. Uh-huh, but what? Nelson said the fellow was wearing something red, a sweater, a jacket or something. Well, that piece of cloth didn't come out of a sweater or a jacket. It's too silky. Yeah, it might have come out of a muffler, though. Olsen said it might have been a muffler, he saw. Yeah, look here. Darkened. Scorch-like. Might be powder burns, huh? From the gun? Yeah, maybe. Come on. Take some more. All right. <sighs> Nothing yet. Yeah, keep going. Found the gun here, a piece of cloth. Hey, Sheriff. Uh, Sheriff. Wait, Fred. What is it, son? Come on over here. I found something. Uh, okay. Uh, Where is he? Uh, there at the edge of the woods. Oh, yeah. What'd you find, Olsen? Come over here and see. Yeah. I don't want to touch it. Maybe he found the other dead guy. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Okay. What is it, Olsen? There. See? On the ground. What? Well, shucks, I hey, thought... Hey, look, Fred, look. There's another piece of red cloth. Sure enough. That's what I wanted to show you. Yeah, it looks just like the piece we found back there. Yep. Scorched and dark in the same way, too. Any blood on it? Nope. Don't get it. Well, maybe Miller dragged the man into the woods here and buried him. And the piece of red cloth could have come from the man's clothes. Remember I told you he was wearing something red? Say, that might be it, Sheriff. The ground looks fresh turned over, too. Maybe if we dig oh, right the here... the ground looks fresh turned over. That's when the trees getting uprooted in lightning storm. But if we dig right here where I found the knife... Yeah, we can't go digging up the whole beach and woods. Tell you what to do, Fred. You and Olsen take my car and drive to Linwood. Find Doc Akers and bring him out here and look over the body. By the time you fetch him, Inspector Henderson ought to be here, and then... Oh, I'll wait for the inspector. No. Gosh, I gotta call the planet and tell him what happened to Teufel. This is a big school. I don't want any newspaper stories till Inspector Henderson says it is Teufel. I want you to go to state police headquarters with Fred Olson. Oh, but I'm you sure... You heard me? You give state headquarters a description of Miller and the car he was driving so they can get an alarm out for him. I tell Will you stop arguing? Miller maybe killed somebody. And if that's really Teufel like you say... Oh, it's Teufel, all right. Well, then if Miller was working with him, Miller's a Nazi too. Maybe a murderer. You've got to find him. Now get going, both of you. Okay, sir. Come on, Olson. Oh, I'm coming. Boy, they better get Miller. I tell you, there were green sparks shooting out of his hands... And shaking the ground. Golly, I wish I knew where to find Superman. He'd make short work of Mr. Henry Miller. Unaware that he himself prevented Sheriff Simpson and his deputy from finding Superman by calling them away just when their probing hands were a few scant inches above the buried man of steel, Jimmy follows the deputy to the sheriff's car. What will happen next? There's an exciting climax ahead, which we'll bring you in a moment. But first, here's a word from your announcer. You know, gang, a lot of people think it's more fun to anticipate something, you know, to look forward to it, than it is to actually have it. But believe me, that's not true of those new comic buttons you fellows and girls are all collecting from packages of Kellogg's Pep. Of course, it is fun to look forward to Mom opening a new package of Pep and, uh, you know, to wonder which button you'll find inside, but it's just as exciting when you get that smart-looking button. Maybe it's one of the new comic buttons you need for your collection. Might be Superman or Winnie Winkle or Orphan Annie. Or maybe it'll be a duplicate that you can swap with one of your friends. Boy, that's swell fun, too. And you'll get a kick out of pinning those comic buttons on your jacket or dress or cap. And the best part is, 
Those nifty comic buttons are so easy to get. You don't send in any money, not even a box stop, and you can't buy them anywhere. You just ask Mom to get you some of that super delicious whole wheat flake cereal, Kellogg's Pet. Inside every package, there's a thrilling prize. One of these new comic buttons with pictures of your funny sheet favorites or a military insignia or warplane button. There's a prize for you in every package of P-E-P, Pep, made by Kellogg's of Battle Creek. Now, back to the adventures of Superman. It is just before sunset on the lonely, ravaged beach where Superman and the Atom Man fought their Herculean battle. Teufel's body has been removed. Inspector Henderson and state police officers have visited the scene, made photographs, measured footprints, and departed. Now all is silent, save for the low murmur of the wind and the lapping of the outgoing tide. But suddenly the silence is broken as two men dressed in hunting clothes and carrying shotguns come through the fringe of the woods toward the beach. Black and white water spaniel roaming in the brush suddenly springs out on the sand and plume tail aloft rushes off off the beach barking. <laughs> Listen to that crazy animal. Can't wait for us to knock a couple of crackers down so we can go fetch them. <laughs> I can't wait either. I haven't had a decent shot yet this season. Uh, we ought to get plenty of shots in the next half hour. We got three mallards and a pintail on this beach yesterday and the wind's better today. I hope you're right. All I wanted... Hey, Joe... Look. Holy smokes. What happened to the beach? I don't know. It sure is torn up like it was bombed. Yeah. Look at those trees up ahead. They're all down. Must have been a hurricane. Ah, uh, we'd have heard about it. Probably a freak electrical storm. See how that big oak is spread right down the middle? Yeah. And it's scorched. Oh, you're right. Only lightning could do that. Boy, glad I wasn't around. Me too. Hey, look at that hole. Wow, it must be ten feet deep. I see it. Uh-oh. I see something better. Right a mallard's coming in straight ahead. Bullet mark don't move. Right? Where's the dog? Don't worry about him. He knows his business. Well, well how do you like that? Barking his fool head off and scaring the ducks away. Biff! Come here! Biff, come here! He's digging in the sand. I'll teach him. Come on. He knows better than that. Biff, come here! He must have found something. Look how deep he is already. I can just see his tail. Yeah, that fool dog. And after all the years he's been hunting, digging up a dead fish and barking his head off with ducks overhead. It's going to hear from me. Biff! Stop that digging! Stop it! Biff! Stop that digging! Enraged, the duck hunter strides along the beach, approaching the deep hole his excited dog is digging in the soft sand, determined to pull him away and reprimand him for having spoiled a perfect shot. If he does... The body of Superman, buried deep in the sand at the very spot, will never be discovered. For even now the tide is rising, and as the sun sets, the water will roll up and cover the beach. Or does it matter? Can Superman, bombarded by livid bolts of atomic energy, and buried now for almost an hour, still be alive? We'll know tomorrow, and we'll also know what plans the deadly atom man is hatching. So be sure to listen. Tune in, same time, same station. And follow the adventures of Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Fellows and girls, be sure to follow the adventures of Superman. Brought to you every day, Monday through Friday. Same time, same station, by the grand old Kellogg Company of Battle Creek. And for other thrilling adventures of Superman...
See your local newspaper. Superman is also a copyrighted feature, appearing in Superman DC Publications. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's Superman. Using Jimmy Olsen as bait, Henry Miller, in whose blood flows the deadly kryptonite which makes him an atom man, lured Superman to a lonely beach and defeated him in a titanic battle. Drunk with his power, Miller killed Der Teufel, the Nazi scientist who had transformed him into a human atomic monster, and then buried Superman in a deep hole in the sand. Then he left for Metropolis, intending to destroy that great city as his first step in conquering the world. But shortly before sunset, as Superman lay buried beneath the sand, Two duck hunters, Joe Nelson and Mart Andrews, came up the beach. Suddenly, Nelson's hunting dog, a water spaniel, began to bark and dig furiously, spoiling a perfect shot for the two hunters. Annoyed, Nelson hurried to where the animal had already pulled out a sizable hole. Young man! Come out of that hole! Come out, I say! What have we found down there? A uh, dead fish or a sand crab or something. You hear me, Bill? Come out of there! All right, if you won't, I'll haul you out. Aren't you ashamed of yourself? A pedigreed hunting dog digging for dead fish. Come on out. He sure doesn't want to come out of there. I don't know what's come over him. Biff, cut it out. Stop that noise. How do you expect any duck to show up with you barking your fool head off? Here, look at him. He wants to dig some more. I'll dig him. Biff, stop it. Stop it, I said. What the... Hey, Joe. Wait. Huh? What's the matter? Come here. What is it? Look down there where the dog was digging. Shut up, Biff. Where, Mart? At the bottom of the hole, sticking out of the sand. You see? Oh, smokes. Looks like a man's foot. That's what it is. Somebody's buried down there. Jupiter. Well, that's why Bip... Come on, Mart. We've got to see about this. Help me get the sand off. Get away from here, Bip. Get away. Come on. I can't understand how anybody'd be buried here on the beach. That tide might have washed him up. Yeah, maybe, but... I don't like this, Joe. I don't either. Dead as a doornail, Joe. What'd you expect, buried under the sand? Poor guy. Wonder who he is. Beachcomber, maybe. Say, that's funny. His clothes are ripped to pieces. You can't even make out what they are. I don't see any marks on him. I don't either. That is funny. What do you suppose happened to him? Search me. He wasn't drowned, you can tell that. You know, come to think of it, he must have been struck by that lightning. Lightning? Sure, the lightning storm that knocked, knocked down all those trees and tore up the beach. Big Bolt must have hit him, dug a hole in the beach, and buried him. Look at his clothes, or what's left of them. See how charred they are? It was lightning that burned and tore his clothes up that way. He'd be burned, too. Oh, that's right. Well, no use worrying about... Hey, what was that? What was what? I heard a low moan. Didn't you hear it? No. Oh, maybe you heard Biff up the beach. Biff's way up the beach. There it is again. Holy smoke, Joe. This fellow's alive. Uh, how could he be buried under the sand? Wait a minute, wait a minute. See if I can hear his heart. Well, you felt his heart before. I just put my hand over it. I was sure he was dead. Quiet now. Hear anything? Not yet. Wait. Yeah. 
It's beating all right. It is? Yeah. I can hardly hear it, but it's beating all right. We've got to get him to a doctor fast. Take his legs, Joe. Okay. Oh, no. No, wait. You better not move him. He might be hurt inside. Now, I'll tell you what. I'll drive to Sam Tyler's and call the hospital in Glenwood. Send out an ambulance. But his heart's weak. He may go any minute. Getting the ambulance here will be better than us carrying him to the car and then giving him a bumpy ride. The ambulance can come in on the beach road. I'll make it as fast as I can, Mark. Come on. Leaving his hunting companion with the still figure of Superman, Joe Nelson rushes away to his car. Within an hour, an ambulance roars up the beach road, and two attendants bearing a stretcher hurry across the dark sands. A short time later, in a room in the Wood Hospital, Superman lies in bed, his eyes closed, scarcely seeming to breathe. Leaving an intern and nurses with him, Dr. Bruce, chief of staff, steps into the corridor where Sheriff Simpson awaits him. Ah, how is he, Doc? Hello, Sheriff. Still in a coma. Ah, what are his chances? Frankly, not too good. Our only hope is that he'll respond to a blood transfusion. We're getting him ready now. By the way, his people ought to be notified. You able to find any identification in his clothes? Huh. Call them clothes? Wearing no more than burnt rags. Fall to ashes if you touch them. If you had any papers on them, they're ashes too. Hey, Doc, uh, you figure he was struck by lightning? I never heard of a man struck by lightning who didn't show a mark of it on his body. Yeah, me neither. His clothes all ripped to pieces and burned. How could that happen without there being a mark on him? I don't know, Sheriff. This is a very puzzling case. Yeah, you said it. Sure hope you can pull the poor fellow through, Doc. Chances are he's the one young Olsen saw on the beach with them two Nazis. Nazis? Mm-hmm. What Nazis? Mm, ain't in the papers yet, but one of them was Teufel, a Nazi scientist. He was killed by lightning. No doubt about that. The other one, Henry Miller, got away. This fellow might be able to tell us what Teufel and Miller were up to, where Miller went. Well, I'll certainly do all I can, Sheriff, but... Doctor, Dr. Bruce. Ready for me, Snyder? No, sir, I mean, please come here, sir. Something happened, I can't understand it. What's the trouble? His skin, I can't puncture it. What? Yes, sir, I broke two needles. His skin is impenetrable. Uh, what's that mean, Doc? I'll have to see. Hey, you can come in, Sheriff. I remember reading of a case of a man struck by lightning. Never mind, Snyder. Get an injection needle, please. Yes, sir. Yeah. Looks dead to me, Doc. Still alive. Here you are, sir. Thanks. Step back, please, Sheriff. Now, swab his arm, Snyder. Yes, sir. Yeah, that'll do. Now, let's see about this. Good heavens. Huh. Needle broke. You see, sir, it's, it's amazing, but I once read it. Never about... mind about your eating, Snyder. Get me a scalpel. Yes, sir. Uh, listen, Doc. Step uh, back, uh, please, uh, Sheriff. Okay, I just wanted to know. Here you are, uh, sir. Ah, let me see. Let... Great heavens, you're right, Snyder. This man's skin is impenetrable. I told you, sir. The lightning must have petrified his skin. I, I read of a case like that. I'm... So have I, but I never believed it. Well, what goes on, Doc? Well, something occurred, perhaps the lightning, as Snyder suggests, which has made this man's skin impenetrable. That means, unfortunately. Huh? What does it mean? It means we can't give him blood plasma. We can't do anything for this poor chap now. He's doomed. Superman doomed. And strangely enough, by one of his own superhuman powers. And while he lies helpless, given up for lost, his deadly foe, the Atom Man, has arrived in Metropolis. We'll return in a moment for the startling climax of today's episode. But right now, here's a word from your announcer. You know, gang, these new comic buttons that Kellogg's Pep is putting out are so easy to get that, well, your collection must really be growing. For instance, have you got the Superman button yet? Boy, doesn't he look real with his bright red cape and Superman insignia? 
And how about Uncle Walt from Gasoline Alley? He has that cowlick, you know, the tuft of hair that's always sticking up straight. And Moon Mullins and his big black cigar. And uh, Harold Teen with his bow tie. Every single one of these 18 comic strip characters looks just as real as in the funny papers. Full comic strip colors, too. Gee, it's fun collecting all 18 different buttons, trading duplicates with your friends, and, and wearing all your buttons pinned on your jacket or dress or cap. And these buttons are easy to get. Sure, you don't send in a single penny, not even a box stop. Fact is, you can't buy these bright-colored buttons anywhere. You just ask Mom to get plenty of that super-delicious whole wheat flake cereal, Kellogg's Pep. Then, look inside the package and see which prize you find. One of these sharp-looking new comic buttons, or a military insignia, or a warplane button. It's your prize from P.E.P. Pep, made by Kellogg's of Battle Creek. Now back to the adventures of Superman. As Superman was brought to the Linwood Hospital, Henry Miller, the Nazi atom man who had defeated and left him for dead, arrived in Metropolis. Now, just before 11 o'clock at night, his hat pulled low over his face and his coat collar muffling his chin, he is riding an express elevator to the observation tower of the Metropolis Bank Building, the highest point in the city, 105 lofty stories above the street. Except for the atom man and the uniformed operator, the elevator is empty. You won't get much for your 50 cents tonight, mister. The tower closes in five minutes at 11 o'clock. Five minutes will be enough for my purposes. Well, you can't really get the view in that short time, uh, from all sides of the tower, that is. Besides, it's pretty cloudy tonight. <laughs> I don't mind clouds. Okay, mister, it's up to you. Here we are. Ah, it looks like you got the whole place to yourself. That's okay. I won't be lonesome. I'll be up for you in five minutes when the tower closes. Fine. That's all the time I'll need. I don't get it, but okay. Walking out the deserted observation tower, 105 stories above the streets, Henry Miller casts a quick look around him, makes certain he is alone, then reaches into his pocket and withdraws his meshed metal gloves and electronic throat converter. Quickly, he straps the converter to his throat, tight against his jugular vein, then pulls on his metal gloves. Now he is the deadly atom man. He stops at the chest-high brick wall which surrounds the tower, peering down through the cloudy night at the broken pattern of lights and darkness below him, where the citizens of Metropolis work and sleep peacefully, unaware of the destruction threatening them. <laughs> First Metropolis, then the rest of the world. I will leave only this building standing. The rest I will turn to less than dust. For a moment longer, the atom man looks down on the great city beneath him. Then his right hand moves to the switch on the converter at his throat, the switch that will send the impulse to the kryptonite atoms in his blood and force them surging in a terrible stream of atomic power through his metal-gloved fingers. What can save Metropolis now? Jimmy Olsen, Perry White, Lois Lane, and all the other innocent millions. Superman lies scarcely breathing in a hospital 50 miles away. Never was a moment more tense. So don't miss tomorrow's thrilling episode, fellows and girls. Something happens. Something you can't possibly guess. Tune in, same time, same station, for a thrill a minute in the adventures of Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Fellows and girls, be sure to follow the adventures of Superman. Brought to you every day, Monday through Friday, same time, same station, by the grand old Kellogg Company of Battle Creek.
And for other thrilling adventures of Superman, see your local newspaper. Superman is also a copyrighted feature, appearing in Superman DC Publications. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's Superman! Conquered and left for dead by Henry Miller, the Nazi atom man... Superman lies in a coma in a country hospital. With his costume torn and burned beyond recognition, his identity is unknown, and all hope for his life has been abandoned. Meanwhile, with Superman disposed of, Miller decided to test his atomic power by destroying part of Metropolis. And late at night, he ascended to the observation tower of the Metropolis Bank Building, 105 stories above the street. Alone now on the high tower, he fastens a tiny electronic converter to his throat and dons meshed metal gloves. A maniacal gleam in his eyes, he looks down at the great sleeping city below him and reaches to throw the switch on the throat converter to flash an electronic impulse to the deadly kryptonite atoms in his blood and send them surging in a stream of terrible atomic power through his metal gloved fingers. Listen. Now, now is the time. I will destroy Bata Metropolis, then the rest of the world will surrender to me and Germany will rise from her ashes and I shall be her savior. In a moment, Metropolis, you'll be dust. Only this one building will remain of all your glory. <laughs> Throwing the switch, the other man raises his curiously gloved hands, stretches them beyond the chest-high wall which surrounds the dark tower. He waits for the atomic energy to build and surge in his blood. For the first blinding white-hot flash, the avalanche of jagged green sparks, the forked lightning that leaps from his fingers. He waits one moment, two, and then the first whining crackle of the deadly atomic power begins. There it comes. What's wrong? Where is the lightning? Suddenly the deadly crackling hisses and sputters out, and a look of alarm crosses the atom man's face. His hand flies to the switch on the throat converter, turns it, turns it again. Still there is no flashing explosion, no snake-like green lightning. Frantically the atom man turns the switch again and again, seeking for his terrible power. But he hears only the empty, futile click of the switch. And then even the radioactive hum of the kryptonite in his blood fades away. He rages, and then he gasps and pales as he remembers the warning of the brilliant half-mad scientist who had transformed him into a human monster. <gasps> the Teufel. He said my atomic power would diminish. He said the kryptonite in my blood could be exhausted. I've got to find the Scarlet Widow. She has more kryptonite. Oh, but how? I don't know her. I don't know where she is. Wait. Wait, before I left Germany, Teufel told me something. What was it? What was it? I remember. He said there was an address stitched in one of my gloves. Someone's coming out here. Uh, 11 o'clock, mister. Gotta close the tower now, here. Oh, it's the ele elevator operator. Got to get the converter and gloves off before he sees them. Okay, I'll be right with you. There, into my pocket with him. Uh, sorry to have kept you waiting. Oh, that's all right. I just have to see that everyone's off of the tower at 11 o'clock. <laughs> Those are the rules. I understand. Yeah, I'll take you down, huh? Hey, you couldn't see much tonight, could you, hey? I didn't see what I wanted to, but I will the next time. Descending to the building lobby, the slim, blonde atom man leaves the car and walks rapidly to the street, his hat pulled low over his eyes, his coat collar muffling his chin. 
In the shadow of a doorway, he carefully examines his metal gloves, nods with satisfaction, then hails a taxi and is driven to a handsome apartment building in an exclusive residential section facing the park. In the foyer of a ninth-floor apartment, he gives one of his gloves to a short, slant-eyed manservant in neat, dark clothes, who disappears with it, then returns to conduct Miller into a luxuriously furnished drawing room. There, reclining on a divan, with a box of chocolates at his elbow, is a grotesquely fat man in a flowered silk dressing gown. Small, almost babyish features are set in a vast, pale, moonlight face, topped with thin, silky pink hair. As he listens, his pudgy hands constantly conduct chocolates to his tiny mouth. But as the atom man nears the end of his story, the fat man, who is known only as Sidney, pauses with a candy halfway to his lips, and his sleepy little eyes sparkle like cold blue diamonds. Superman. Dead, eh? Uh, I can't believe it. It's true. Superman. Dead. Uh, my boy, that's... Will you stop saying if I tell you I killed him? Gently, Miller, gently. I'm accustomed to surprises, but this... This is the most amazing thing I ever heard. Amazing. Uh, I, all of us, were certain he could never be destroyed. We tried everything. Well, we can forget about Superman now. I need more kryptonite. And you've got to get it for me, Sidney. Uh, where does one get the kryptonite? A woman called the Scarlet Widow has it. The Scarlet Widow? Yes, do you know her? Who doesn't know the Scarlet Widow? She's the cleverest woman in the world. And the most dangerous. I don't care about that. You know where she is? Mm, I can find out, if necessary, but you told me the Teufel had to go to your father in Germany to have the stuff dissolved. No other chemist could do it. But now your father, your father's dead. I helped my father when he was working on the problem. I remember the formula for dissolving it. Of course, we'll need a good chemist. Mm, securing the chemist won't be too difficult. But dealing with the Scarlet Widow is another matter. Very expensive. So what? You must have plenty of money. No man ever has enough money. And I love money more than anything in the world. Are you sure you won't have a chocolate? These are really delicious. I said I don't want any. Look, Sidney, you don't seem to understand. Once I'm the Atom Man again, I can destroy Metropolis, London, Moscow. I can destroy all of our enemies. I'm not interested in destroying our enemies. And destroying cities is a great waste. Great ways. Cities represent wealth, and wealth is all that matters. I'll get someone else to help me. Go ahead, go ahead. You won't get very far. Probably not even a mile from this house. What do you mean? Haven't you seen the papers? Or heard the radio tonight? The police and the <laughs> FBI are looking for you. Already? Of course. That's why I think you'd be wise to place yourself in my hands. You, all you want is money. I have no money. Uh, but once you have atomic power, we can get plenty of money. All the money in the world. What do you mean? It's very simple. Suppose, suppose you destroyed Metropolis, or at least a part of it. Yes, I think that would be an excellent idea. The world would then know our power. But instead of destroying London or Moscow or any other city, we only threaten to do so. <laughs> can you imagine them refusing to pay us anything we ask to spare them? Well, what do you say? Fine. When do we start? Uh, wait, 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 wait. First, first you must pledge to follow my orders exactly. In everything. Agreed? I... Uh, <laughs> I know that look in your eye, my friend. You think once you're the Atom Man again, you'll finish me off. As you did twice. No, no, no. Of course oh, not. Oh, no, don't, don't bother to lie. Let me warn you. I can protect myself even against your atomic power. Uh, Gito! Yes, Master. If I know you, Gito, and I think I do, you, uh, <clears throat> manage to overhear my conversation with Mr. Miller. Yes, Master. <laughs> what a rogue you are. I think that's why I like you. 
And am I wrong in assuming that you've already made inquiries about people, about the Scarlet Widow? Uh, uh, that is correct, Master. Mm-hmm. Is she uh, <laughs> in Metropolis, Zito? Yes, Master. Wonderful. Here, have a chocolate. Thank you, Master. Look, Sidney, let's not waste time. Let's get... When, when money is involved, I never waste time. <laughs> and when as much money as this is involved, money beyond counting, then I can act swiftly indeed. What's that? Oh, keep calm. It's only the clock. Midnight. But I'm sure the widow will be glad to see us. <laughs> she loves money as much as I do. Bring my coat and hat, Gito, and order the car. We're going visiting. His fat baby face beaming... Sidney removes his dressing gown and laboriously dons the greatcoat which his servant brings him. Then, panting, he waddles from the apartment with Jito and the eager atom man. We'll return in a moment for the tense climax of today's episode. But right now, here's a word from your announcer. You know, a certain young lady registered a complaint with me the other day. Sure, said I'd been neglecting the girls when I talk about those swell new comic buttons that come in packages of Kellogg's Pep. We have just as much fun as the boys do, she said, wearing those smart-looking buttons on our jacket or dress and collecting all the different buttons and trading duplicates with our friends. And you know, she's right. All the gang gets a big kick out of this series of 18 different comic buttons. They're all done up in full comic strip colors on white enamel sturdy metal buttons that are so doggone smart-looking that, well, they're really on the beam. So hop to a gang. Today, ask Mom to get you several packages of that super delicious whole wheat flake cereal, Kellogg's Pet. That's the only way you can get these new comic buttons, you know. You can't buy them, and you don't send either money or a box stop. You just look inside the pet package for your prize. There's a prize for you in every package of P-P-P. Pep, made by Kellogg's of Battle Creek. Now back to the adventures of Superman. As the Atom Man and the Master Spy, Sidney, are en route to the Scarlet Widow's hideout, Superman still lies unconscious in the Linwood Hospital 50 miles away. In the last hour, he has been mumbling, incoherent, disjointed sentences. Near the bed in which he lies, their faces grave, Dr. Bruce, chief of staff, speaks quietly with Dr. Jacob Sims, a world-famous specialist, summoned from Metropolis. Adams, no. You too would say the case was hopeless then, Dr. Sims. I'm afraid so. You've tried all the usual shock methods to bring him out of his coma? Yes, but not even Benzedrine increased his heart action. If only his skin hadn't become impenetrable. Yes, it's an amazing thing. The skin texture shows no sign of calcification. I I can't understand it. I can't either. But it has become impenetrable, so it's impossible to give him an injection. Poor chap, I doubt if he'll last the night. Well, it was very good of you to rush down here, Dr. Sims. Not at all. I'm terribly sorry I can't be of more help. But it's a most interesting case. I'll walk you to your car. Is the verdict of the two doctors final? Is there no hope for Superman? Tomorrow's episode is tense and exciting, fellows and girls. So don't miss it. Tune in, same time, same station. And listen to The Adventures of Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Fellows and girls, be sure to follow the adventures of Superman. Brought to you every day, Monday through Friday, same time, same station, by the grand old Kellogg Company of Battle Creek. And for other thrilling adventures of Superman, see your local newspaper. Superman is also a copyrighted feature... Appearing in Superman DC Publications. 
Get this and previous episodes of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater wherever you get podcasts or by visiting phoenixmedia.us forward slash silverageheroes. Join us again, same bat time, same bat station, for another presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Excelsior!